Hello, this is episode 37 of this True Crime Nightmare podcast. This is the case in the UK of what was initially thought to have been a road rage incident that had ultimately ended up with a man being murdered. The murder took place, the supposed murder anyway, took place in a town called Elf Church, which was in the West Midlands in England. Tracy Andrews and her fiancé, Lee Harvey, had gone out to a local pub to have a drink. On the way home... While they were travelling in their car, Tracy Andrews would later claim that her fiance Lee was stabbed by stabbed to death by a passenger that had been in a car which had been following behind them. She would also claim that the driver of the car had knocked her to the road and caused her to suffer some cuts and bruises in the attack. Tracy Andrews claimed later to the police that the two men had been following them from about the time that they had left the pub. She told the police that she did not know the men and that um, she also had no idea why they would be following them. Tracy Andrews put it down to a road rage incident that had got out of hand and that she was very keen to push that story right from the start. Her story was that Lee and herself had left the pub at about closing time or just before and were on their short journey home by car, and uh, Lee Harvey was driving. She claimed that they were followed and chased down along some country lanes until the driver cut in front of Lee, forcing him to stop. The roads were quite narrow, so he did not really have any choice when the driver pulled in front of him, but he had to stop, according to Tracy Andrews. Tracy would go on to say that the couple were forced out of the car and that the passenger of the other car began stabbing Lee multiple times until he slumped over. Tracy was then punched hard by the driver of the other car and she fell back onto the road due to the force of the punch. She went on to say that the two men drove off in their own car and and they left Lee Harvey dead or dying and Tracy Andrews injured and bloodied. A witness from one of the nearby cottages had heard a commotion and had gone out to investigate. He noted that the driver of the car, Lee Harvey, looked in a very serious condition. He helped Tracy Andrews into his property and quickly contacted the emergency services to try and help Lee as quickly as he possibly could. The man had noticed that there was a lot of blood on and around Lee and that he was very seriously injured, or in fact dead. Tracy Andrews was covered in blood but she would later tell the police that she had cradled Lee's body as he was dying. That was why she had so much blood on her. Tracy also had a black eye and a few cuts and other bruises as well. Tracy Andrews described the other car as being a Ford Sierra and that the passenger had been a very large man with starey eyes. She maintained that the Two unknown men had been involved in the so-called road rage attack, which left Lee Harvey Harvey dead and herself injured. She was taken to the local hospital where she was treated for shock and also for her other injuries, which turned out not to be that serious after all. It would turn out that Lee Harvey had been stabbed well over 30 times, which had resulted in his death. No murder weapon had been found at the scene, but the police believed the weapon to have been a Swiss army knife or something very similar. 
Swiss army knives were popular at the time and are still quite popular today for some people. The Swiss army knife is a multi-tool pen knife. The Swiss army knife generally has a main spear point blade as well as other blades and tools attached to it. They sometimes have small screwdrivers and scissors attached to it as well. All of the different attachments are generally stored inside the handle of the knife though a through a privet point mechanism which helps people to store it away safely when it's not being used. Lee Harvey had been stabbed over 30 times which by anyone's standards is very excessive. Lee's parents were informed in the early hours of that day about what had happened to their son. His mother said that she did not think that her son was actually dead at all but only injured. It took a while for it to sink in. Lee Harvey's sister has reportedly said that as soon as she had been told about her brother's death and how he had died, that she knew that Tracy had killed him. That is a very powerful statement, in my opinion. The police did not have much concrete evidence to go on, really. Only the, the make of car and a brief description of the two men allegedly involved in the attack, but not much independent evidence, only what Tracy Andrews had told them shortly after the murder. The police decided to hold a press conference with, with Lee Harvey's parents and Tracy Andrews. This was held on the 3rd of December of 1996, so only a couple of days later. Tracy Andrews maintains that Lee Harvey had died as a result of a car road rage attack that had also left her injured. She also appealed for the driver of the car to turn his friend in because she claimed that it was the large man who had killed Lee Harvey and that he had been the passenger of the car and not the actual driver. The car had not been located, nor had the two men who had allegedly carried out this murderous attack that had left Lee Harvey, a man in his 20s, dead at the side of the road. He was cut down in the prime of his life. The police were still carrying out their investigations into the murder of Lee Harvey. The man who had come to the aid of Tracy Andrews that night made a statement about what he had witnessed. The man had lived down the country lane and had heard a commotion just outside his cottage late at night. When he went to investigate, he only saw Lee's car, which was a Ford Escort, and Lee crumpled over on the side of the road, with Tracy Andrews standing next to him, covered in blood. He could tell that Lee was in a critical condition and called 999 from his cottage. He did not really see what had taken place and did not see any other cars outside his cottage at that time. He had just heard some sort of commotion and had gone out to find out what had actually happened. The police were starting to have their own doubts about the story that Tracy Andrews had told them about what had happened that night. The investigators had noted that considering the car had forced them to stop, supposedly, Lee Harvey had managed to neatly parked the car at the side of the road. There were no signs of any skid marks where a car had screeched in front of another car to force it to stop either. The police felt that her story just did not add up at all. Witnesses would also come forward to put even further doubt on Tracy's story. Two different sets of witnesses had been driving down the same lane as the couple at the same time and both had independently said that they had seen Lee's car 
but that there there had not been another car following it at the time. Also, when Lee Harvey's autopsy was carried out, it was discovered that the victim had over 80 strands of blonde hair clutched in one of his hands and that the hair would later be identified as belonging to his fiancée, Tracy Andrews. This would obviously indicate that a struggle had taken place between the pair. Shortly after attending the press conference, Tracy had tried to commit suicide by taking an overdose of pills. She had been staying with her mother at the time and a detective had called at the house to speak to her but he had instead found her unconscious and unresponsive and he immediately called for help. Tracy Andrews was saved and was kept in hospital for a few days until she had recovered from her overdose. So did she try and commit suicide because she was so distraught about losing Lee or because she knew that the police were closing in on her? As soon as she was released from hospital, Tracy Andrews was arrested on suspicion of murder and of fabricating the road rage story. She was charged shortly afterwards. The police had already obtained the blood-stained clothing from her the night in question, including the boots that she had been wearing. It was noted that one of the boots had an imprint that looked like an impression from a penknife or a similar item. Had she kept the weapon there until she was able to dispense of it or dispose of it because it was near never found? The police believe that she got rid of it in the hospital when she went there for her treatment after the so-called road rage attack. Experts agreed that it was consistent with the outline of a penknife or a Swiss army knife. The experts who forensically examined her jumper from that night also came up with evidence that disproved her story. The blood looked as though it had been sprayed on her from the injuries that the victim had sustained and that the spray was from when he was actually being stabbed and not from afterwards when the accused had cradled him, which was her story. The evidence against Tracy Andrews was mounting. Tracy Andrews' murder trial was held at Birmingham Crown Court in July of 1997. Many witnesses were called to give evidence against her. This included the man who had initially helped Tracy when he had heard a lot of noise going on outside his cottage. It turned out that seven minutes had passed from the time that Lee had been fatally stabbed to the time that the man came to Tracy Andrews' aid. At no point during these seven minutes had she made any attempt to summon help herself. She had not even moved from the scene. It was also noted by one forensic expert and the pathologist that Lee Harvey had been stabbed many times in the back, along with the evidence involving the jumper which had blood stains on and the boots that had an impression of a small penknife or a Swiss army knife on the side. Other witnesses gave an insight into the couple's relationship, which would go some way to explain how the murder had probably happened. It transpired that the couple had had a volatile relationship and that they had split up on many separate occasions, but always got back together again, eventually. In fact, their rows were so bad that the police had been called out to their property on more than one occasion. Previous partners of Tracy Andrews also testified that she was extremely possessive when she was in a relationship and often s suffered from jealousy. 
Tracy Andrews still maintained her innocence and stuck to the road rage story, but the jury found her guilty of murder. She was sentenced to life imprisonment. In the UK, generally, life imprisonment does not actually mean life, and it didn't in this case either, unfortunately. Tracy Andrews was released from prison in July of 2011, so she only served 14 years in prison for the murder of Lee Harvey. There were some restrictions placed on her, but not many. She was not allowed within 25 miles of her victim's family unless she had adequate supervision. She changed her name to Tia Carter. She did this herself, but the media found out and printed it along with pictures of Tracy in their various newspapers. She has changed her name multiple times since. She married a man called Phil Goldsworthy in 2017. He worked as a nightclub bouncer. It must be so hard for the family of Lee Harvey, knowing that she brutally stabbed him to death and that she tried to blame somebody else for the attack and that she only served 14 years in prison and is now out and just doing what she wants really. Even Tracy's own mother did not believe her story and she told reporters that she does not know why she came up with such an implausible story in the first place. What is known about Tracy Andrews prior to the murder is that she was the middle child of three siblings and she also had several half-siblings from her mother's second marriage. Tracy's own parents had had a volatile relationship which led to them splitting up when Tracy was only six years old. By all accounts, the breakup of her parents' relationship had a lasting effect on her and she was said to have been deeply upset by it. Tracy's mother went on to marry another man later on, having several more children. Tracy had a baby when she was 21 years old. She gave birth to a daughter. Her relationship with her partner, who was the father of her daughter, did not last very long and they separated a year later. It has been said by many different people who had known Tracy at the time that she was possessive with all of her partners and that she did not take like them to have a life without her which included her not wanting them to go out anywhere without her it was also it has also been said that she was known to to have had quite a vicious temper and would often fly off the handle so to speak tracy had wanted to be a model when she left school but had to take a job as a barmaid instead to tide her over she liked to take time over her appearance and liked to get attention from men. She met Lee Harvey, who also had a young daughter at this time, in 1994. The relationship became serious very quickly and the couple moved in together only a few months after they met. They, they lived with their daughters as well. It was known that both Tracy and Lee would sometimes become possessive with each other and that they had many arguments, which sometimes became physical. The couple would often break up, only to get back together again shortly afterwards. This apparently went on for the two years that they were together, according to those that knew the couple at this time. Many relatives and friends of the couple reported later that they thought Tracy and Lee had a dysfunctional relationship in many ways with the jealousy and the frequent fights and that it probably wasn't a very good environment. 
At some point in the relationship, Tracy had told Lee that she was pregnant. Tracy Andrews made up a story about suffering from a miscarriage, but had in fact had a termination for some reason. This came out in 1998 when Tracy spoke to a journalist while she was serving her 14-year prison sentence for murder. It is believed and she herself suggested that Lee had only just found out about the termination before that night when he was stabbed to death so brutally. I said previously, the police were called to the couple's address on more than one occasion due to their loud fights. And the last time that the police were called out was only a month before Lee Harvey was murdered by his fiancée. So once released from prison after only 14 years, Tracy Andrews has married a man who must know about her past and can now go about her daily business any way she chooses, seemingly without a care in the world. It is not reported if she has any contact with her daughter, who is obviously grown up now. Lee Harvey also had a daughter who was very young when he died. It was known that he did have a good close relationship with his daughter before he died even though she was very young. Lee Harvey was born on the 20th of September of 1971. He was only 25 years old when Tracy Andrews stabbed him multiple times which resulted in his death. He left behind a young daughter and also his parents who were devastated by what had happened understandably. Tracy Andrews was born on the 9th of April of 1969, so she was a little older than Lee. Lee had worked as a bus conductor, a job that it was say, he was said that he enjoyed. He was close to his family and he had many friends. His daughter was very young, but he provided for her until his death and took care of her. Lee's daughter lived with him and also for a time with Tracy when they got together. She's spoken to the papers over the years about how she feels about this woman who took her father's life. She's spoken out about the hurt caused and how Tracy can seemingly just get about, go about her own life now that, the, that she has been released from prison after only serving such a short prison sentence. Lee's daughter has got five children and has rebuilt her life over the years following the death of her father but she still misses him she was only four years old when he died in 1996 this is a particularly sad case with not only the one victim lee but also a young daughter and parents of a young man just starting out in life lee was 25 years old when he was stabbed to death so viciously by the woman he had proposed to just a few months before he was a father to a four-year-old daughter who would go on to miss him dreadfully. Lee had loving, supportive parents who only wanted the best for him. They would also miss him. He also had plenty of friends as well as his work colleagues that would be shocked by how he died. Tracy's story, which was believed for a short time, shocked the nation. People could not understand how a person could be killed because of a so-called road rage. But then there was no actual road rage, just rage from the person sitting next to him in the passenger seat of his car. The knife used was believed to have been kept in the car prior to the killing. As said before, the penknife combo was, and still is, useful for a multiple of tasks. 
some mostly innocent tasks. It was not unusual for someone to have one, either on their person or in their home or indeed in their car. The penknife, however, was never found after that night and is widely believed to have been disposed of by Lee Harvey's murderer, Tracy Andrews. There are some interesting pictures of Tracy Andrews online. One in particular was widely used due to the fact that she looked almost demented in it. It was taken days after she had killed Lee Harvey. She still had her cuts and bruises. There are also images of her taken from the press conference where she had literally held hands with Lee's mother and and had, as it would later turned out, cried crocodile tears as well. Once again, thank you very much for listening and the credits for this episode go to a documentary which is very good for, and it's from the Snapped series of um, documentaries um, from Wikipedia and also from expressdigest.com and Google as well which had additional information along with the um, photographs of both the victim and the um, perpetrator. Thank you very much.